Sometimes at three in the morning when I'm thinking about basketball instead of sleeping because I'm a sociopath. In and out is the Kobe of fast food. <laughs> that is a good point that I brought up. Kobe's one of the greatest con men ever. <laughs> they saw what happened to you. Like we gotta get back to the drawing board here. I am expecting some resistance because you're evil. I should just record everything I say. Welcome to I've heard it both ways. It's a meditation ain't working. So I'm about to lose it. I'm caught up in my cranium. It's got me feeling quite clueless. It's a meditation ain't working. So Unique New York. Unique New York. How now, Brown? As you can tell, I watched Anchorman recently. Uh, first time ever. I don't know how uh, how I got this far into my life without seeing it, but quality film. Not Will Ferrell's best work, because that's obviously Megamind. And there's really no arguing that. I don't, I don't know why you oh, would, yeah. but really good movie. And surprisingly, like, ahead of its time as far as, like, wokeness and everything. Because it's, like, it's a kind of a satire on, like, the male-dominated 70s journalism culture or whatever. Which I didn't really, you know, don't care for that angle. Not my cup of tea. But I was just surprised, because that was, like, 2004. Like, in 2004, like, it was a very, very, very chill time. No one was mad about everything. And it was just, it was, it was honestly better. But I was just surprised that something like that got made in 2004 compared to now. Yeah, it's funny how you can tell um, when certain things were made. You're like, well, they couldn't get away with that now. And See, that that's movie was one, made like five years ago. Like I, Tropic Thunder. Like if some you've tried to make yeah. Tropic Thunder now, you would literally be murdered. But yeah, Robert Downey Jr. wouldn't have a career anymore. <laughs> he would have never been Iron Man, which would be would have been a shame. So clearly, divine intervention played a role in that. We're almost to football. Everyone, hold on just just a little bit longer. Uh, baseball season is officially over. I don't care what anyone says or what the scoreboard says. The baseball <laughs> season is over. And I guess we can start there because um, I have to talk about the Red Sox. The worst thing that they could possibly have done at the trade deadline was to do nothing. And what they did at the trade deadline was nothing. I am just, I'm struggling for words because it's so stupid because you either you have an offense that's good enough to win you a championship, you don't have the pitching to win you a championship, or even make the playoffs. So you either got to get pitching and make the playoffs, or you got to sell at the trade deadline, get some prospects, rebuild the farm system, whatever, and prepare for the future. But by doing nothing, you're literally just throwing away the rest of this season for nothing. But it's just like, you're not good enough to win now, so you either extend this championship window that you're kind of already in. Because like they have an amazing offense, like Xander Bogart's, uh, you know, not the MVP because Mike Trout is still alive, but he's like an MVP candidate in a normal year. Devers has come on strong, um, getting good performances like across the board on offense, but the pitching is just so so atrociously bad that it doesn't matter. So baseball's over. So baseball's over. Yeah, like I'll still follow him. I'm. I mean, I'm very excited to watch the Mets try and make the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> me and my lucky Mets hat. I bought a Mets hat before the Red Sox playoff run. When I wore the Mets hat, good things happened. Um, excited to see that, but yeah, for all intents and purposes, uh, you know, don't, don't care about baseball right now. So we need football. A real question, were you wearing the Mets hat during the trade deadline? And if you would have, would they have made a trade? I think the Mets hat only applies to like in-game situations. Okay. I didn't want to like mess with that juju, so I didn't Yeah, bother. that's fair. Well, I know you wore it for a couple games at the beginning of the year, but... Yeah, and good things happen, but I, I just, I don't know. You've kind of... This Red Sox season Don't want to use up all the Well, and it's, it's the worst, like, we're, yeah, we're above 500, but it is the worst, like, plus 500 season you can possibly have, in my opinion. But, like I said, we're almost through football, and the big football story right now, I feel like, is... Well, there's a couple, but... Ezekiel Elliott holding out for new contract. As our resident Cowboys fan, how do you feel? Like, whose side oh. are you on? See, I'm so torn. 
Holdouts are hard because they are. Well, you you go. You have more to say on this, I'm sure. Okay. Well, first off, okay. Here are my conflicting opinions. So Zeke, arguably the best running back in the league, um, but then you look at the value of a running back in today's NFL, and I'm looking at all these contracts that all these mouths that need to be fed. Um, and I don't know where Zeke is on that priority list. I think I want to make sure that like Demarcus Lawrence is taken care of, which I think they have now. They did franchise tag him last year, but I think a contract is now done. Um, we have Byron Jones, Dak, Amari, and then Zeke. Really, I think that's... You'd say Dak over Zeke. Well, yeah, because you need a quarterback, need a quarterback. more fair. than it. I mean, quarterback's number one. If Dak And when Dak had a receiver and had the options, they were a lot better team. But I don't know if Dak's that same player without Zeke. Those defenses don't have to respect the run as much. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to go out and pay Zeke all this money, which will detriment everything else, or if we lose Zeke and then that's kind of what we've done with DeMarco Murray, Darren McFadden. I mean, and, and it's really, worked. None of those, yeah, none of those guys were ever the same after that. They weren't anyways. the same behind that O-line, and we're going to have to start paying that O-line too. So it's very conflicting. I mean, right now I'm leaning towards the Cowboys side of – Eventually, they'll get a thing done, but I would not be surprised if Zeke doesn't play till like week five mm, at this point. Right. Um, I, as an Eagles fan, I'm loving it, but putting that aside for a minute, it's such a tricky situation because you're like, okay, yeah, you do have to pay these guys what they're worth. Like, that's business. <laughs> that's fair business, which NFL owners are a little shady at sometimes. But at the same time, it's like, well, I want to, you want to see the best players play. Like, I hate the Steelers, but it was sucked to have Le'Veon Bell sit out an entire year. But at the same time, like, yeah, these guys want security. But from the owner's perspective, it's like, well, it's the most injury-prone sport in the world. So as an owner, you want security as well on your Mm -hmm. finances. So it's like really, like, no one wins. The fans lose because we don't get to see good players. The players lose because they either don't get paid or the Earl Thomas situation happens. The owners lose because, you know, they look bad if they don't pay them. And if they do pay them and they get injured, then you're screwed. But at the same time, like, I, if I'm the Cowboys, I'm just going to kind of hold the line and play chicken because I think we've talked about this before, but you build a football team from the trenches out. Oh yeah. Cause it, like, like the Rams paid Gurley and he was really good for most of the season, but then he was a no show in the playoffs and they didn't really miss him. I don't feel like, well, yeah. And he's been injured. I mean, no one questioned them giving him a big contract, but then I mean, one little minor knee injury and it's like fluctuated and into this huge thing. Like I honestly think that could be the last major contract we've ever see for a running back. I think teams are going to look at that deal and be like, it looked good at the time, but it's going to look worse as time goes on. Uh-huh. And a la the NBA Supermax. And I think the Cowboys have done a nice job. I mean, they definitely won the PR battle. Look at like what Zeke Camp saying, oh, we told you this in January or February that we had a new deal. And then you hear Jerry Jones one day is saying, hey, we have offers on the table. Um, very generous offers for Dak Amari and Zeke. Then you hear Stephen Jones saying they're not really, Zeke's camp isn't even really talking to us. Um, and the Cowboys have kind of, they've been through this before while Zeke's kind of stumbling mm-hmm. all over. So I think best case scenario um, for me as a Cowboys fan is that they get a deal done, but it's for, I think, more guaranteed money, but it's less overall, if that makes sense. I, and I could have the figures wrong, but I was reading about the Le'Veon Bell saga the other day when this all started to kind of blow up. And like the Steelers offered him a fair amount of money, and the, it was kind of like, I mean, NFL deals are always backloaded, but it was like a two years worth of, of guaranteed money that was a, more than he ended up getting from whoever, where did he the, Jets. the Jets. So it's kind, of, it's kind of hard to side with the player when that happens. But at the same time, like, these guys are really good at what they do. 
But I think they need to look in the mirror and be like, even at, like as a running back, I am still replaceable. Maybe not mm-hmm. that level of production, but I. But then, like as I say that, I'm thinking of how many touches he gets as well, and like they're running him into the ground too. But then you look, James Conner stepped in and played tremendous last year. It's um, just like that's kind of the new reality that running backs are facing. So if you're a budding young football player, don't be a running back. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the reality of the NFL is. The teams have the power, while in the NBA, the players have the power. Mm-hmm. So it's a whole different thing. Well, I, see, and I remember, and this isn't a new concept, and I'm not necessarily the originator of this concept, but I remember thinking, like, even years ago, like, any decent athlete can be a running back. Like, you just have to be relatively fast, relatively strong, and you have to be willing to pay for every yard in blood. <laughs> that's, <laughs> see, that's the one thing that sets running backs apart, is, is they don't mind that beating. Like, I would be a receiver because I wouldn't want to be getting smashed every time I touch the ball. Yeah. See it? And then all that running and not getting the ball for like six targets a game, that would kill me as a receiver. That is true. I would want to just be a backup punter. That's (laughs) that's the dream. Never get in, never get hit. Just cash your tiny, in air quotes, $500,000 a year check and you're just good to go. Oh, there was a Bill Belichick thing um, with like him and Chad Ochocinco talking when he was on the Bengals. (laughs) And... Um, like Belichick went up to Ocho Cinco and was like, "You're not, you're not getting any touches today. We're doubling." He's like, "Oh come on, coach, <laughs> are you serious?" <laughs> and I, I think that would be tough. I mean, even when you're like the best at it, they're gonna be doing everything to let anyone else beat you, type of thing. Or as like a cornerback on the other side of the ball, like good cornerbacks, like it's kind of fun because you're always trying to stick to receiver. But I feel like as a cornerback, the funnest part would be like actually make plays, get deflections, get interceptions, stuff like that. And if you're a good cornerback, you never see the ball. Yeah, exactly. like I remember with with Tyron Matthew or however you say that when he was in high school, I read uh, he would like intentionally kind of half slip so it would look like the receiver was open, and then he would recover <laughs> and make the play or whatever because he got bored just like with doing nothing. And on the flip side, if you're the worst cornerback on the field, you, you just get, get picked, picked on, on all, all day. The time. So we'll, we'll jump over to the NBA. Uh, the NBA release. This is kind of old news, but did their all decade teams best players of the 2010s. Um, the thing that stuck out to everyone, obviously, was the putting Kobe on the third team, and everyone was just all up in arms about that. Well, not everyone, the the crazy Mambaites or whatever they want to be called. And to me, like that seems pretty fair, honestly, because he won a ring in 2010, and he was you know decent in 2011, but then he hurt his Achilles was still making a ton of money, and the Lakers didn't do jack the rest of the... Haven't, haven't done jack ever since. So yeah. 13, like, feels maybe a little generous to me. And, and not just because I hate Kobe, although that might be coloring my perception. Yeah, the mama mentality, once again, just precedes it all. Um, I know I saw, like, a Twitter poll, and it was who's the best Laker of all time, and Kobe was at, um, was the leading vote. And I'm like, oh my gosh, with, like, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar were on that list, and I, Kobe was the... Like highest voted for, which I think is just insane. insane. I, I'm comfortable. I would be comfortable putting Kobe at number two because he, you know, he played his whole career there, whereas mm-hmm. Kareem didn't. But Magic to me should be like the undisputed number one. That's what I think too. Like that's who I voted for to see the poll. It's insane. And I I say this. This is this is an insult, but I I mean it as a compliment. Kobe's one of the greatest con men ever <laughs> <laughs> because he he has this brainwashed legion of just insanely dedicated fans who just are all always coming to his defense. So. I mean, props to him for that. Maybe we all have half as much charisma. Another thing on that all-decade team that I thought was kind of interesting was LaMarcus Aldridge on the third team, which to me, like, LaMarcus Aldridge is one of the most consistent players in the NBA, but 
he's never ever been in like that top tier or even close in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, when he was on the Trailblazers, he was a lot more of a factor, I thought. When he, he did have that series against the Rockets where he just went bonkers, and uh-huh. that was, I believe, the one where Dame hit the his first hit the buzzer beater. Buzzer yeah. beater. Um, but like overall, like he's just solid, chugs along, but never really at a high enough level for that third team to be fair. To well, me. yeah, and defensively, he's always been less than third team. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's really like not that good of a rebounder for, for his position, I don't feel like. He gets like three feet off the floor. He gets like three inches off the floor. True, so if you have nine <laughs> rebounds a game over that span with the limitation, we'll, we'll give props for that. He's, he was very versatile as a big guy in like an offensive scheme. but You know, I, I think they just had to, they did it because they had to throw a center on there, or not a center, but a post player, a big man on there. And post players started to die in like 2010 anyway. So they were like, eh, He's got good stats. He's been around for a while. Give it to him. Throw him a bone. All right, now for the main event of this all summer been, We've all been waiting for. Yeah, we got the fast food bracket because brackets make everything better, and we're missing brackets. I mean, we're still eight months away from March. Tying votes are officially in. Ben, do you want to announce? Yeah, so our, of the ties, uh, we threw it to the people. Uh, voters picked McDonald's over Domino's, In-N-Out over Cafe Rio, FML. Uh, Dairy Queen over Zaxby's, also disappointing. And then we had a tie. Oh, excuse me. uh, Burger King over Sonic, obviously. And then we had a tie between Del Taco and Zupa's. So we're going to flip a coin live here. I dibsed heads because I want to (laughs) win. And here's the toss. And it is Tails. So F me. Zupa's. That's the first time Del Taco. That's the first time Hedges has failed me in years. Yeah, I had to like run over and make sure there was no tomfoolery going on. You know what on. I should have done? I just let it fall to the ground like you know, NFL style. I should have caught it and then flipped it over. That's, that's when Heads wins, I feel like. <laughs> Although the Patriots always call Heads and they always win, so I don't know. The food gods are just mad at me because I make fun of them all the time, I guess. Yep. All right, so we will jump into round two, starting with Taco Bell versus KFC. Hmm. Go ahead, you you make your argument. I'm undecided at this point. Um, I'm Team Taco Bell. I uh, I argue with strangers on the internet about Taco Bell. No, just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't do that. Uh, but no, I I love Taco Bell. Doritos Locos Taco, amazing. Baja Blast, the secret weapon. No Ooh. one else has Baja Blast. Yeah, I think you can buy it in stores now, but it's probably not the same. Yeah. Um, it's so cheap, Taco Bell. You can get like a good, solid, very, very filling meal for cheap. I don't think you can do that at KFC. Yeah, you so, get the $5 meal box or whatever. Why would I do that? This is a cheap filling. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have a case for KFC? Um, no, it, you sold me with Baja Blast. And also on Spotify. Um, do you have Spotify? No. Okay. Well, they give you like these weekly releases or weekly discover of like new songs and new music. And all of a sudden this song came on called Chasing Gold. And it was about the nacho fries, and I appreciate the con <laughs> of Taco Bell going all out like with their movie trailers and all that fun stuff. So I will vote for Taco Bell as well. Gotcha. All right, Taco Bell moves on. It's more of a culture than rather the food itself. Do you I eat think, at Taco Bell that often? Not really. I, I think I still have like a gift card from high school. I will, I will take that off your hands for the low, <laughs> low price of free. <laughs> all right. Now bound to a titanic matchup of, of Blue Bloods. I'm sure we're going to disagree on this. We have McDonald's and Wendy's. Yeah, we're going to disagree on this. 
Wendy's. Right, make your case so I can pick it apart. Okay, Wendy's, Frosty. Um, McDonald's moved their Coke Zero to like the middle so that people can get less fat. And apparently Coke, Coca-Cola Zero has like skyrocketed and Coke has gone down, which is interesting. Um, so Does I don't that offend I, you? Or? Uh, yeah, I don't appreciate um, McDonald's trying to have people lose weight in their restaurant because that is no way oh, okay. McDonald's should ever be in that conversation. Fair enough. Um, Coca-Cola is a mainstay brand. They should be in the center. Don't have the alternate jersey be in the middle. You got to have the home classic in the middle. Um, and then Wendy's, Better Nuggets, Frosty. Oh. <laughs> And they brought back spicy nuggets. I mean, I remember chowing through those in high school. Yeah, those were amazing. No, yeah. no argument here. Although I am still haunted by one time. It was actually, we were there, and you got like this mega huge spicy one. And it was and like it was nasty. And it had like, and I've, I've only had like spicy nuggets like twice since then. But they were good until that point. <laughs> <laughs> so you're voting for McDonald's is what you're saying. Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Wendy's Twitter game is... More on point than uh, I mean, you know, Twitter, you know Wendy's, Wendy's Twitter game. A little they over, are the OG ones to true. really do that. So that I appreciate true. that. I mean, they have gone a little over UMBC with it. Yeah, definitely a little played out in my opinion. But we got to give them points for originality. Yeah. All right, uh, you you made some good points, and I actually I think I agree with you. But <laughs> for argument's sake, we're gonna toss this one to the load anyways. And for McDonald's, I will say. Uh, spicy chicken nuggets aside, and plus, Wendy's deprived us of those for years with no justification at all. So I feel like they should be punished. For well, that. they had to. I mean, they saw what happened to you, and like we gotta get back to the drawing board here and I, create here's a thing, here's quality the thing. product. That was disgusting when it happened, but it didn't make me like not want Wendy's spicy chicken nuggets anymore. So, okay. But having said that, overall, I think McDonald's has the best chicken nuggets in the game, and I just discovered the other day. So four piece, a four piece. Uh, uh, McNuggets is like four forty or something like that mm-hmm. before tax. You can get two six piece nuggets for four dollars, so you get twelve nuggets for less than the price of ten. So I don't know if that's like a loophole that McDonald's just doesn't realize is there yet or what. But I tend to take advantage of it until they get rid of that. Um, quarter pounder is amazing. Uh, Royale with cheese. Royale with cheese. Yeah, Wendy's never got referenced in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, that is fair. They do, that is a good point. That I brought up, that's that, fine. <laughs> You're just making my argument for me. Um, I, You know, one thing Wendy's does have, obviously the Frosty, I think, is probably one of the best ice cream desserts in the game. And the ice cream machines at McDonald's are always broken. So that's a point Indeed. against McDonald's. Um, you know, I re- actually honestly want to go, you made a good argument. I want to go for Wendy's, but the fact that, like, McDonald's has sustained me for about a six-year period now, I feel like I can't turn my back on them. Wow, you're speaking of loyalty now. What is this? <laughs> Oh, you know, Kendall, Kendall has accused me of being like a semi-Fairweather <laughs> fan. I'm not a Fairweather fan. I'm a Fairweather, like, I'm not a Fairweather hater because that doesn't exist. I don't feel like. I just, I, my allegiances shift so that I can hate against a team. Like, my teams are my teams. Like, Red Sox, Eagles, yeah. Jazz. That was my teams. And then I became a Warriors fan because I hate LeBron. Now that LeBron's not as much of a threat, I don't feel like, I wanted the Warriors to win because I hate the Raptors. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, I understand it, but I reject it. <laughs> That's that's your problem, not mine. <laughs> so we will we'll throw that one to a vote. Um, I'm not too concerned about the winner this time, though. I, I made my point with McDonald's thrashing uh, Domino's, and I'm I'm content with that one. All right, next matchup: Costa Vida versus Chick Fil A. Costa Vida has really grown on me, but Chick Fil A is a powerhouse, and I mean they they're at the top of the chicken game. 
And I think they're probably the only chicken franchise left in there. Yeah, so Zaxby's gotta... got dumped because the people are evil. <laughs> Zaxby's is really good. I don't know. I don't know what y'all are okay. thinking. So I'm about. going Chick Fil A. Yeah, same here. Well, Chick Fil A will get flexed, get its chance to flex on another day. Next matchup, there will be blood. Panda Express against In and Out. Hmm, interesting. I okay. want In and Out gone as soon as possible. I know, and that's why I'm probably gonna choose In and Out. Here's <laughs> <laughs> the problem. I. In and Out has like In and Out is the Kobe of fast food, <laughs> and that is the most perfect metaphor that has ever been spoken. It's it's really popular in California. It's really popular in California, and it's popular with well, I don't want to insult any of the audience, uh, <laughs> but it has an army of soft-headed groupies that it is somehow forced to obsess over its otherwise overrated crap product. I do I do like the analogy. It's very it's there's a point to it. Um, <laughs> But I think who are the, who's in now playing in Panda Express? Panda Express. <laughs> okay. Panda Express. Yeah, I, I feel like Panda Express. You get more bang for your buck than anywhere, and they have an exquisite range of menu options. So here's the thing: In and Out may be Kobe, but Panda Express is more like Dirk Nowitzki. Great player. I mean, will be glorified in Mavericks history for his title run, but Kobe's still the better player overall. Yeah, I mean, it, he a- can. Kobe has his legions of delusional fans and whatnot, but Kobe's still the better player throughout history when you look at it, and that's how in and out is compared to Panda Express. You're just being xenophobic. <laughs> do, do you honestly believe that in and out is better food than Panda Express? Yes. Are you, like, you're not just saying that to argue. You honestly believe that. I loved it. Like, when I would go to California before In-N-Out was west of Vegas, I would go to In-N-Out any chance I got. Okay, counterpoint. So, like you with McDonald's, I'm going to stay true to my allegiances and stay home with it. And really, Panda Express is kind of the knockoff Chinese food. It's not real Chinese food. Yeah, but there, is there such thing as a real Chinese? This is fast food, remember, we're talking about. I know. About. There's no such thing as real Chinese okay. fast food. Okay, fine. So, bad example. Well, <laughs> I just hate I hate In and Out so much. I just want them to die. And here's my, here's my counter. You love In and Out. You loved In and Out so much because it was like the the novelty. But then later on, like also nostalgic. It's like oh, we go to California and we're having fun because it's a vacation. And we're going to In and Out. That all got tied up in your brain, and you forgot that you were just eating glorified dog food. <laughs> and you were entitled to that opinion. I mean, <laughs> but the essence of In and Out lives on in my heart, and I will vote for them. You're sounding like a t- t- someone who says Titanic is like one of the greatest movies ever right now. That's that's the vibe I'm getting from you. <laughs> All right, well, going for a vote for that one too. May God have mercy on the soul of anyone who votes for In and Out. That's actually going to be a good matchup. I'm interested to see who wins. I I think In and Out will win just because, like I said, army of groupies. But we'll see what happens. <laughs> All right, next matchup. Uh, I am expecting some resistance because you're evil, but Dairy Queen versus Five Guys. Five guys. Okay, never mind. I'm just I'm just worked up over in and out. It's clouding my judgment. Yeah, the only reason Dairy Queen won the last one was just a bad matchup for Dairy Queen. They're going up against Zaxby's. Yeah, see, I just don't care for Zaxby's too much. Do you not like hot sauce? Because their hot sauces are really good. Yeah, I mean, I can take it, but it's not like my favorite thing. I don't go there like, oh, I need some hot sauce. All right, whatever. Uh, next matchup. Oh, this is stupid. Uh, so Del Taco and Zupa. Zupa's won the coin toss. Uh, so we got Zupas versus Chipotle. Hmm. I'm going for Chipotle no matter what. Okay, I'm going for Chipotle as well. Okay, good. Goodbye, Zupas. See you in hell.
Got to keep some Mexican restaurant alive there. <laughs> we need some diversity. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why Panda Express needs to go through. Just kidding. <laughs> May the best restaurant win. Uh, if you missed my rant against Zupa's, uh, it was on last week's episode. I hate soup and salad places. Hate them, hate them, hate them. Bane of humanity's existence, but whatever. Next matchup, Arby's versus Little Caesars. <laughs> and I feel like... <laughs> this is going to kill you. I am, yeah, I am <laughs> picking between my, my two sons. Just kidding. That's easy because everyone has a favorite kid, whether they admit it or not. Uh, I know where I'm. I th- I know where I'm going. It hurts my soul no matter what. But where where you're probably going Arby's too, right? I am going Arby's. Yeah, yeah, I figured you would. I'm not a huge sauce guy. Arby sauce, my favorite sauce, and curly fries. I don't like Arby sauce actually. Really? I I eat Arby's a fair amount. Don't like Arby sauce really? though. Um, okay, I'm going with Little Caesars again out of loyalty no. as well. But here's the thing: Little Caesars is the best deal in fast food. $5 for an entire pizza, I don't think that can be beat. Because that can feed easily feed, I feel like, two people no matter what. Good luck, like, really filling two people for two fifty a person. Yeah. I And and here's the other thing. This is fast food. Fast, this has all the makings of a psych special. Fast cars, <laughs> fast women, fast food. It's a great episode. Uh, it is fast food. Nowhere else can you get that much food that quick as well. Like, the, the hot and ready thing, I, to me, changed the game. And I feel like we should reward that kind of excellence and innovation. So even though, like, I think Little Caesars, is, or not Little Caesars, Arby's is better food. I have the Jamocha Shake. They had their own kind of Mountain Dew as well. It's called, like, Game Fuel. I never saw it anywhere else. It was really good. And I love Arby's to death, but Little Caesars is my, my OG, my ride or die. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's so. why we differ in opinion. I'm more on quality. You're more on deal and the fastness of it. On Overall the, convenience. Efficiency. Conven- okay. Convenience. But... I feel like <laughs> I feel like my opinion carries more weight. No, <laughs> I just feel like that side of the conversation is more valid because this is fast food we're talking about. Like you don't eat fast food places specifically for the quality. Yeah, but I mean it I is mean, important. But it's it's again it's fast food. We're not. I we're mean not I would go out of my way to get Arby's rather than get it. so if there's an exit right at the freeway, there's Little Caesars and Arby's is a half a mile away. I'd drive the half a mile to Arby's. Really? Well, that's disgraceful. Okay, <laughs> uh, next matchup, open shut. I feel like although. I don't know. My instincts have been all over the place. Burger King versus Popeyes. You know Popeyes will lose a vote, so I mean. I know. <laughs> do you I, hate, I do do you hate Burger King enough I, to force a vote? I mean, Popeyes is better food, um, but I'll concede this one, Burger King, Sweet. just because of the monopoly it has. I gave the people a chance, but now it's in our Elite Eight. <laughs> Boy, you know what sucks for me? Arby's, Little Caesars, and Burger King all ended up in like the same quadrant of the bracket. Well, that's the Ben. That's the Ben. That's the Ben region. Like, if I could have handpicked my my all restaurant squad, those have been like three of my starting five. (laughs) All right, so the voting was going to be McDonald's versus Wendy's, and I'm really not. I don't. I'm not going to be mad whoever wins, which is surprising because I'm always mad. Uh, And then do we have any other? And then Arby's versus Wendy's, Little Caesars. Arby's versus that's it. It's just we got two votes this time. Which means either we're getting more efficient or it was just kind of a boring round, relatively boring speaking. Round. I mean, the, it's always a downer after the chaos that is true, of the yeah. first round. Chaos of the opening weekend happens, and then the next time around, it's kind of like, uh, okay, can we just go back now to that? Uh, now the heavyweights kind of power through. All right, uh, another week in the books. Um, sign, seal, deliver it. We do have new podcasts coming to the site. Um, basketball nerds, they're on there. They're fresh new sites. A basketball so, podcast. Yeah, the name. solely <laughs> based basketball. Um, check them out. We do have a couple more coming from 
Um, we do have Sports Trebuchet that will start joining us here in the next couple weeks. Ben, Basketball Nerd is at bball underscore nerd, I believe. Yeah, and they also have a website with like in-depth draft profile analysis, so you check them out as well. Starting to build it. Yeah, at, at bball underscore nerd. Yeah, and you can find them all through sidelinedynasty.com as well as this podcast. Um, we'll see you next week. If some meditation ain't working, so I'm about to lose it. I'm caught up in my cranium. It's got me feeling quite clueless. If some meditation ain't working, so I'm about to lose it. Caught up in my cranium. It's got me feeling quite clueless. I've heard it both ways.